Society needs warriors to step up. When the barbarians are at the gate, suddenly masculinity isn't so toxic. Edmund Burke says, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is that good men do nothing. There is a culture war being waged right now in Western civilization, a war that will decide the fate of the world that influences our children's upbringing. Yet despite such great stakes, most men will say nothing. They keep their heads down as they were indoctrinated by 12 years of school teachers telling impressionable young minds how to obey. Western civilization needs warriors to step up. About 10 years ago, I was driving an hour a day commuting for work. I listened to Adam Carolla's audiobook. It was titled, uh, In 50 Years, We'll All Be Chicks. In this book, he warned of how modern society was progressively getting softer and weaker, discarding common sense in favor of safety nets and excessive regulations by a government seeking more control over citizens' daily lives. At the time, this book was touted as alarmist and it was largely ignored. A lot can happen in 10 years when good men keep quiet. First off, there can be no argument that society has grown softer over the last couple decades under the guise of so-called progressiveness. We once fought mastodons in harsh winters with no technological aids other than spears and fire. Now we shelter our youth from peanuts and trigger words. Much of human interaction today involves just pushing buttons or staring at a screen. Elon Musk might have been right when he said that humans are the biological bootloader of the machine world. People once engaged in heated discussions to fight over the survival of the best ideas. Today, we retreat into our safe little reality bubbles, surrounded by yes-men who stifle any notion of confrontation. We say we want to be a united people, but the social media algorithms systematically produce tribes that rarely, if ever, interact with another. They cordon themselves off from anyone who might attack their precious beliefs. This is how we revert to believing in a flat earth. Every man on earth has a camera on them, right? So where's the fucking cliff into the void of space? Post that shit on Instagram. Silicon Valley is a massive part of the problem. They've created a class-based techno society. On Twitter, there is the privilege of blue checkmark class to receive special treatment and a disproportionately louder voice. Beneath them, there are the plebeians who are forced to fight for scraps of engagement. The giants of Silicon Valley seek to control the context of human discourse, and it is through algorithms, hoodies, and learning to code that they control the future of Western civilization. As more men lose their jobs at the factory, jobs they were trained to do from first grade through all the way through graduation, the tone-deaf techno elitists simply scoff at their plight, saying, learn to code. Yet if the roles were reversed, and coders were forced to assemble the Tesla they covet so much or even change a fucking tire, they'd be as lost and hopeless as the truck driver who can't so much as read QBasic. The divide between the techno class and the manufacturing class has never been greater. They may as well be from two different planets. In Ray, Bra Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451, firefighters are called to burn books by their dystopian in their dystopian alternate future. By destroying all works of literature, the truth of firefighters of the past stopping fires, rather than donning flamethrowers to burn such great works of art, is lost. This truth is literally incomprehensible to Guy Montag, the book's protagonist. He is caught in an echo chamber crafted on a massive scale. Books are records of the truth of our history, and he who controls the present controls the past. He who controls the past controls the future. 
And as we see the techno elite of Silicon Valley wrap their coding fingers around the modern-day public square of social media, they are creating the context that suits their vision for an ideal world. Today's algorithms are the Fahrenheit 451 firefighters of the digital world. Those who are guilty of wrongful thinking are wiped clean from the digital public square. Despite what your First Amendment rights may guarantee, it gets worse. This creates a rippling effect that leads to the masses self-censoring for fear of being canceled themselves. You know it's true. You found yourself erasing your thoughts out of fear. I, too, have decided it wouldn't be safe to share that thought. I might think, what if I get reported or banned? There isn't much that can be done to combat being banned or censored on social media. Hope is not lost, though. Recently, older forms of social networks have seen a resurgence. Blogging and email have both made a massive comeback in recent years. And it's cheap to do this yourself. Men who are sick of watching the decline and doing nothing now have a voice to inspire untold numbers of men who are lost and disillusioned. Through writing on a blog, you can stand up and fight against the decline of honor, masculinity, and truth. Nearly three years ago, I started writing on pathtomeanness.com. At first, it was merely an outlet for my frustrations at a world that was distancing itself from reality day by day. Now it has become a platform for thousands of men to be inspired every month, and that number continues to grow. During the 2016 election, there was a term that kept getting brought up, but is now an afterthought. The silent majority. This stuck with me. As I've traveled around this great country, I noticed that the traditional and sensible types are often found in that silent majority. They rarely speak up, and they are often shouted down by mobs when they do. Social media makes it easily, especially easy to shout down a voice that you don't agree with. And most of these people are too busy raising their families or working jobs, many times multiple jobs, to concern themselves with social issues online. The very nature of the mainstream news, the internet, and particularly social media, is designed to reward those who spark outrage. And what sparks outrage more than unconventional, controversial, or outright insane ideas? To speak up and say that a man should love a woman, raise kids together, and stick to traditional roles is not as exciting as the stories of identity politics, school shootings, or sex scandals. In the battle of order versus chaos, the internet industrial outrage machine craves chaos, even if order reigns for most of the real world. Social media is the digital battlefield for our souls. Our malls are dying, and with it, our real-world public square. The mall rats of the 80s and even the 90s are a dying breed. A few malls struggle to stay alive, but they are no longer the communal gatherings for teens and adults they once were. Gone are the days of meeting up with friends at the food court and pumping quarters into the arcade machines. They've been traded in for free prime shipping. Where we once spent Friday nights picking out a movie at the local blockbuster, we now sit on our couch scrolling through an endless digital selection of movies and shows on Netflix. The internet is no longer the place for nerds to retreat to. It has become the modern-day social gathering for the masses. This means that whoever controls the context online controls the course of culture, social norms, and the ability to spin whichever truth suits the victor. History is written by the victors, and social media has already become the battlefield for everything from what becomes culturally acceptable 
to swaying public opinion on social issues to the moral justification of real-world battlefields. Social media has become the ultimate battlefield of ideas, and this narrative warfare will only become more prevalent in the future. More and more people are being raised thinking social media is normal, as it has been a part of their lives since birth. With less public spaces to congregate in, it only makes sense that people will spend more time online. One battle that is being waged now is the narrative to frame traditional masculinity as so-called toxic masculinity. Obviously, there are actions taken by men that are toxic in their nature, but to lump in all of masculinity with a few bad actors is to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Toxic masculinity is an attack against traditional men. This is a psyop, or a psychological operation to divide the public using a vague term that is essentially a placeholder for whatever the audience describe, decides as toxic. This can mean anything from truly toxic behavior, like being violent, to more mundane non-issues like manspreading, to combat toxic masculinity while shouting the future is female is truly toxic behavior. How are young men or boys supposed to interpret this divisive behavior? This is particularly damning when many men today are struggling. For the first time in the history of civilization, there are more women in the workforce than men. This should surprise no one since more women have been graduating college than men. In 2017, 56% of students on campuses across America were women, and this trend is expected to rise. By 2026, the number will hit 57%. Social activists push a micro-narrative about gender-neutral bathrooms, while more significant issues that affect many more people are swept under the rug. Men are often seen as expendable. They are blamed as oppressors, even when they are a minority today in colleges. Schools teach boys to be quiet and to blindly obey authority. Often when men do speak up about real-world issues, they are told to man up or to deal with it. At the same time, men are lambasted for not being open with their emotions or sharing their problems. It seems that much of society wants men to open up and connect with their emotional side until they actually do. How does a man stand up to the insanity that is being preached today? With so many men growing up without fathers or with poor role models in their fathers, it has never been more essential for these young men to find the right path. And as a man who's navigated many common trouble spots that young men face, I feel it is my responsibility to show a path forward. Simply sharing your opinions when young, impressionable minds are being brainwashed by nonsense has become a rebellious act. The world wants you to be a degenerate. The world wants you to be distracted. The world wants you to be a drunk. The world wants you to be fat. Rebel. I wanted to announce the uh, return of the Pat's Mayonnaise podcast. And um, while I do have some guests coming up and we'll return to the traditional format of interviewing and talking with people in long form content, uh, starting with Life Math Money, who is um, a big source of inspiration to me and uh, someone that I've been reading for a long time. So be sure to check him out and uh, look out for that episode coming out soon. Uh, in the meantime, I think I'm going to do a few more episodes where it may just be me talking. And um, I also wanted to change up a couple other things. So um, I've taken some time to rethink how I want to do this podcast in a way that's going to be best for the listeners, for the audience, and something that will be enjoyable for me. And instead of doing these uh, corporate advertisements or you know more traditional sponsorships... I 
I want something that's a better fit for Path to Manliness and for all of its listeners. So uh, I'm going to steal this idea from the No Agenda podcast. And starting now, we're going to be doing something called value for value, meaning I don't expect anyone to pay anything for this podcast. They're welcome to listen to as much as they want. That being said, if this is something that they enjoy, something they want to see uh, continuing to grow, I will accept um, donations of any value. So the standard that I'm going to have this go as will be uh, donations will be accepted through PayPal or through Cash App. Um, you can PayPal me at pathtomailiness at gmail.com or on the Cash App, pathtomailiness is my username on there. And uh, if, if you donate over $10 and you want to, I will give you a shout out to whatever name you want, to yourself or to maybe um, a business name that you're using on social media, uh, as long as it's you know at least somewhat appropriate. And uh, if you donate $25 or more, I'll read out a short note that you wrote. You got to keep it short, though. Like, I'm thinking somewhere around the under a minute mark. Um, we'll see how this works, if people are interested in this, if it's uh, going to catch on or not. But otherwise, I've got, uh, man, at least a dozen people that I plan to have um, on as guests here in the coming months. And I'm going to try to pump out at least one episode a month, two if I can make it worth, but expect to see a lot more episodes um, from the Pat's Mailiness podcast and uh, expect some some exciting things in the future. So if you've been a longtime listener since the beginning, thank you for being such a devout follower. And uh, let's, uh, let's see if we can avoid such a long break as this last one here. But uh, I really do enjoy doing these podcasts. I know a lot of people have enjoyed listening to them. So it's going to be a big year. There's a lot of exciting things happening and, uh, make sure you subscribe. And if you do enjoy this, um, go to the iTunes store and leave me a rating. It helps get, uh, this audience gets this podcast in front of more people. So this has been Ryan Feldman. Thanks for listening.